Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Endaymin Kim, a local comedian that moved to town only three years ago to escape Fresno, California. And he says the big reason he moved to town is our fantastic vegan food scene. And it also didn't hurt that our comedy scene is on an upward trajectory. So Endame is here sharing his newcomer's guide to improv and eating plant-based in our city. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So you've been you've been vegan for 11 years, but before you moved here, uh, you know what, three years ago, mm-hmm. you were living in Fresno, California. So I have to ask, how did you survive as a vegan all those years in Fresno, California? Mm. Growing up near Fresno, I lived in a group in a small town called Chachilla. Very small, not a lot of people there. Our background's called Unique Way of Life. It's definitely unique. So uh, <laughs> a, a lot of cooking, a lot, a lot of cooking my own food there. I started off being vegetarian for a couple of years, like five years before I went vegan. So mm-hmm. it was more about cooking my own food and just making all the stuff up. And then you appreciate your food a lot more. So I'm happy that I, I know how to cook. <laughs> yeah. So what are some tips for newbie Portlanders who just moved here pretty much just like you, like vegan? They want they want the vegan food, um, like just hanging out with your friends. Oh, sweet hereafter. That's the it's a bar and it's just all vegan bar and you can just go there, chill. You can get some good food there, but it's a just cool spot to get a drink, hang out with your friends and maybe watch a game or something. Yeah. What's that vegan bar? Maybe you're thinking the buy and buy. Because it's the same people. Same people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why Sweet Hereafter over the buy and buy? Is it just location for you? Location and vibe. I mean, they both have a similar vibe, but Sweet Hereafter was a little closer where I used to live at, and that always was just a hangout spot. It's They're they're both chill, but for me, I have to add Sweet Hereafter a little Sweet Hereafter over the buy and buy. Well, yeah, because I was like, I came up with a buy and buy, and I think it was also location, because I mainly lived in North Portland. Uh, yeah, and it's also like the spot whenever my friends leave and they come back, they're just like, oh, let's go to the buy and buy. And we're always just like, damn, man, you always eat that. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's usually one yeah. of the two spots. When I used yeah. to go out and date a lot, I also think to myself, what spots do I want to go to? If hypothetically, even if it's not a great day, but I know I'm going to enjoy the food, I'd yeah. always would pick uh, Sweet Hereafter. And I'm like, if all those fills, I know I enjoy the food. Yeah. <laughs> and which which spot would you pick if you're just like, I can't be cooking right now. I need something quick. So now, since I'm in central, I'm in central Portland, I would go to Boxcar Pizza. It's only like less than a 10 minute walk for me. So I'm just like, I'll go there. Or sometimes, even though this isn't a vegan place, I will go to Rolling Fresh and I will get those vegan sushi burritos from there. There's 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 so many good spots. So those are some of the on the radar favorites. When you think of veganism and like a vegan city, it's Portland. That's the that's the spot. And that's one of the reasons why I started coming here in the first place. I, I hear what you're saying about vegan being a, a vegan. I hear what you're saying about <laughs> Portland being a, a hot spot. Uh because even before there were restaurants that were just dedicated fully, 100% plant-based, there were always vegan options. Like always, you go to a diner and they're just like, here's a vegan burrito or here's whatever. I, I mean, I've been here a little bit longer and like the OG spot to a lot of vegans was, ash- was actually Nicholas's. 
But uh, Nicholas's is like a Lebanese food place, but without even them going out of the way, a lot of their platters were vegan, you know? So I, I would come here a lot, like playing shows or whatever, and I had vegan bandmates, and we always had to stop at Nicholas's. And uh, to me, that's like the oldest school. I'm sure there's people older than me that are just like, back in my day, you know. But um, you should check it out if you like Lebanese food. Oh, I've, I've, I've been to Nicholas. Nicholas is a good spot. It's like, it's one of those where it's like, I think now because I'm a little bougie when it comes to <laughs> let's my go, spot. Let's go. So it's more like, oh, I could go to Nicholas or let me go to all these all vegan spots there. Exactly. Like, and now that you're talking about OG spots, I have to talk about Paradox Cafe. Of that, course. That yeah. is one of the... I would be remiss if I didn't mention Paradox. That's been there for such a long time as well. Yeah. Well, have you been to Dirty Lettuce yet? I have. Dirty Lettuce is really good. It's just, it's amazing what they can do with Southern food and make it like all vegan. And you just eat it and it tastes like I haven't ate meat in over 20 years. And sometimes when I eat some of these foods, I'm like, oh, that that reminds me what meat used to taste like. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to stop by there because I, I I grew so I grew up vegetarian because my parents were in a soft cult. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, also from California. Hello. <laughs> and uh, I grew up just eating a lot of fake meat, and I actually prefer them. I eat meat now, but whenever I eat vegan meat, it just like takes me back to childhood. And I'm like, well, this is what tuna is supposed to taste like. <laughs> I'm like my tuna that ain't made with tuna. What? what the, I know. You actually eat. Tuna? What? The That's hell? gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, tuna's delicious. But uh, so, um, what's the best vegan junk food that you found in Portland that you just you treat yourself with? Ooh. This might kill me tomorrow, but it's good right now. Ooh, there's there's so many. <laughs> well, you gotta pick one, and Dame. <laughs> there's so there's so many. Okay, I will pick for myself. It's always donuts. So definitely. Dough donuts is like my top like vegan junk food item. Mm-hmm. I will, I, if I could buy it every day, I would. Nice. Okay, let's take a break here. When we come back, Endame, I want to hear how you're feeling about doing comedy in Portland. So you came here as well because, uh, well, actually, and Dame, were you doing comedy before you moved here or did you move here and then you're just like comedy? What's up? Uh, I was I was doing more comedy of uh, just bullshitting with my friends, but it wasn't actually a, hey, let's uh, let's get on stage and let's try to make money off of this kind of thing. Yeah. So Portland is where you decided like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to look into this. Tell me what made you, you know, decide to do that. Um, It was the. As soon as I moved to Portland, I was already in this mindset of, I'm going to do all the things I want to do in life. I'm just going to try stuff. I lived in a small town. I live somewhere bigger now. I can venture out. So 2020, I told myself, you're going to do improv comedy. I didn't know there was an improv scene out here, but I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. And I learned in 2020, that's probably not the greatest year to start trying anything. And (laughs) I got to learn on Zoom. (laughs) Oh, my God. That must have been so awkward. The first year. Yeah. (laughs) The first year is just going on Zoom. And I used to hate it because sometimes if your connection isn't great, you're just talking and then your screen freezes. So it, it was a hard adjustment that first year. I learned a lot, but... If we're talking about things that never do again, I would tell people not to. Don't do improv on Zoom. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
Unless you really, it. really don't like to get out of your house. But otherwise, don't do it. <laughs> I would love to see an all Zoom improv show. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I just can't. No, no. You've piqued my interest. Uh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all out there. You're more oh, than no, welcome. Shoot. You're more than welcome to watch it. It's not a great experience. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so tell me about how's your comedy venturing going in Portland? It's going really good. I've been doing improv for three years. The last year I started teaching improv. That's been really fun. And now doing stand-up has been fun. Every night there's like an open mic and it's just wild. And I didn't know there was a comedy scene out here until I actually was in it. And there's actually local Portland comics and there's some folks that have did some big things out of portland like uh, ian carmel Mm -hmm. just to name a few there's a lot of people that are really talented that sometimes will live in portland but will travel down to la yeah you know i've been out to see uh portland comedy shows and the whole scene just seems really supportive and sweet it reminded me a lot of like oh when i was coming up the music scene here where everyone goes to each other's shows Mm-hmm. you know, and, and support you. And, and I don't know. And it feels more like you're hanging out, you know, but you're also getting good at something, which is pretty cool. It definitely can be. But open mics are a little weird. Comics, okay, tell me. comics at open mics will sometimes not want to laugh at other comics because most of the open mics are nothing but comics because you're working on material. So you don't have a lot of new material you can work out on somebody new that's mm-hmm. just going to be like, I'm laughing just to laugh. And it's really hard to get a laugh from your contemporaries in the beginning. I've noticed that if you've been on the scene for a little bit, then everybody has that tight-knit thing where they're like, yeah, we'll laugh for you because we know you. And some people will go to open mics just to not laugh, which is... <laughs> Sorry, that just seems so right. evil and kind of silly. Like, I'm a, you know what? I, I'd love to hang out with you, mom, but I got to go make someone feel real awkward. So see you in a little bit. <laughs> I got this I got this slot just like... You know. Right? Yeah, You'd I just be booked. surprised, but that is like a thing. And it's like, maybe it's a Portland thing. I don't know, but... <laughs> oh, that sounds... Actually, that doesn't sound that great. But I, I, I'm assuming it's just a little bit more cutthroat than like... A bunch of musicians being like, hey, cool song. (laughs) (laughs) It it sometimes can be, but for the majority, like you said, it's all about community, seeing what works, and just being there for people and supporting like local comedy and local theater and local performing. Yeah. Any uh, shows or events you're looking forward to uh, or that you'll be starring in? Yeah. So we have a show called Secret Artwork that happens at the end of each month on a Friday. And normally I do have an improv show uh, once every third weekend. It'll be March 17th and 18th. And that one's called Talk of the Town. We just bring a guest on, anybody that's doing something cool in Portland. We have them interview them from our hosts, give them a couple questions, and then we use all the stuff they tell us and we turn that into beautiful improv comedy, all of nothing. Nah, and where is that? Where's where's that again? That one is at Curious Comedy Theater on cool. uh, MLK. Sweet. Well, thank you, Ending, for taking the time and giving us your recommendations uh, and just telling us how you're, you know, how Portland, you still like Portland? Are you also moving away? No, I, I love Portland. I'm, I'm happy I'm here. I, I, I always tell people, I'm like, you can be mad that people are moving to Portland, but don't be mad if like black people are moving here because you need more color. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm helping you. <laughs> you just move here. You're like, you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Shit's gonna shit's about to get a lot better. Thank you. <laughs>
And now for your microdose of news. Mayor Ted Wheeler is turning down Nike's request to hire off-duty cops at their Northeast Portland store. Now that Nike retail location has been closed for months now because of increased vandalism and theft. And their solution for reopening was to pay city police to work security, but the city stated that police staff shortages wouldn't allow it. Instead, Wheeler said he hopes to add enhanced public safety measures throughout the surrounding area in the Elliott neighborhood. He also asked retailers to do more to prevent crime on their own. And you could be getting even more money back on your state taxes next year. Oregon's economists have put out their prediction for next year's kicker tax rebate, and the pool of money looks bigger than ever, nearly $4 billion. Now that means that the average taxpayer will get about $800 back in 2024. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slugs. <laughs>